Um, hi there, my name is Alex. I've been at Grace Church for about four or five years now. Um, all that time is spent in the evening meeting because everybody knows it is the best meeting. And um, I lead a home group with the lovely Freya Gambrill, who's not actually here this evening, but I will know whether she's listened to it or not by whether she hears a shout out. So I hope you're listening, Frey. Um, but if you've been with us for the past few weeks, then you'll know that we've been going through a preaching series called When Jesus Met... And it's pretty self-explanatory, but we're essentially looking at a book in the Bible called Mark. And Mark was a disciple, a follower of Jesus. And we're basically looking at stories of when Jesus met a certain person. So this week, we're looking at when Jesus met the woman with the issue of blood. There's a mouthful for you. Um, you can find her story in Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 24. So if you've got a Bible, do take a look at that. If you don't, the words will appear on the screen behind you. And I'm reading from the ESV translation, and it says this. And a great crowd followed him, that's Jesus, and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years and had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she had been healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power had gone out of him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. So to put this story into some context then, this healing is one of many already recorded in the book of Mark. Um, Jesus has healed a mother-in-law with a fever. He's healed a man with a shriveled hand. He's healed, as Chris spoke about a few weeks ago, a paralyzed man. So um, it says in Mark chapter 1, that evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who were ill and demon-possessed, the whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. So it's not just those accounts. There's actually loads of people have been healed. The whole town is turning up. So it's not a surprise. And as we enter this story, there is a crowd that is following Jesus. And within that crowd, then, is the woman in our story. Now, she doesn't have a name. We don't know how old she is. We don't know where she's come from. We just know one thing about her. And that is that she has been bleeding for 12 years. And it's, I think it's safe to say that we're talking about menstruation here. I have just said that from the stage. Um, but we're not just talking about, oh, it was that time of the month. This woman has been continually bleeding for 12 years. And I don't know about you ladies, but seven days is more than enough for me. <laughs> no more, thank you very much. Um, it's important to note she has tried to seek medical help. It says she's seen many physicians. She's actually suffered under many physicians, and she's spent a lot of money trying to seek this medical help. And I don't really want to think about what that means because it actually sounds quite undignified and traumatic. But as I was thinking about this, it just made me wonder what doctors 
have you been visiting? And um, I'm not looking for a new GP. Um, I've got one. I live with a doctor. I'm fine. Um, but the thing is, I hate to break it to you, but you've got issues. I've got issues. And it might not be an issue of blood, but we've all got issues. Um, a bit like the woman, my issues might not be that obvious to you. You might not be able to tell just from looking at me because they're internal. It might be um, resentment or envy or insecurity. Also, like the woman, some of my issues, when they come in contact with other people, other people are negatively affected by them, whether it's gossip or um, losing my temper and snapping at someone, just to name a few. Um, but the truth is, I can't fix my issues. And I'll be really honest, I've tried. I've tried really hard for many years to just be a good person, to be a better person, but I can't fix them. And I've been to quite a few doctors as well. I don't know if you'll relate to any of these. Um, one I do visit quite a lot is Dr. Entertainment for distraction. Um, Dr. Success Career for validation. Dr. Other People and Social Media for affirmation. That's a good one. Um, there's so many more. Dr. Self-help, join a sports team, get a new hobby, get a boyfriend, get a girlfriend, download an app, do an adult coloring book, <laughs> drink some lemon water, kind of doctor. If you do relate to those, I'm not judging you. You are looking at a blog writing, Instagram loving, lemon water drinking. I spent a bomb in the home section of TK Maxx last weekend, true story kind of girl. And in and of themselves, those things are not bad, so don't hear what I'm not saying. But in and of themselves, those things don't, they can't cure you, they can't fix your issues, they can't make you a better person. So I wonder, what have you been medicating yourself with? And I don't know how your issues affect your quality of life, but for this woman, yes, her condition is a physical one, but the implications of it are very severe, actually, spiritually and socially. I'm going to read to you from Leviticus. Hang on in with me. It's going to be all right. Um, and it says this. When a woman has her regular flow of blood, the impurity of her monthly period will last seven days, and anyone who touches her will be unclean till evening. When a woman has a discharge of blood for many days at a time, other than her monthly period, or has a discharge that continues beyond her period, she will be clean as long as she has the discharge, just as in the days of her period. Any bed she lies on while her discharge continues will be unclean, as is her bed during her monthly period, and anything she sits on will be unclean as during her period. Whoever touches them will be unclean. That's whoever touches the bed, whoever touches the seat. He must wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will be unclean until evening. And aside from that being a very long list of rules, I'm saying the word period quite a lot, um, <laughs> it just puts it into context for you. So this woman cannot go to the temple. She cannot go to the house of God. She cannot worship with other believers. She's not welcome there. 
Her friends are not hitting her up to hang out. She's not going to a party or a family gathering ever again. If she's married, all sexual relations have long since broken down. She can't even share a bed with her husband. If she's not married, she ain't getting married. No one will have her. And she might as well forget about children. And even if there are cute children in her family, maybe a lovely nephew or niece that she longs to dote on, she can't do that because she can't touch them. No one is hugging this woman when she is sad. No one's giving her a sympathetic squeeze on the shoulder. She is isolated. She's ostracized. And she's completely alone. And I wonder how many times she cried herself to sleep at night. I wonder how many times she cried out to God and said, why? Why me? What, what did I do to deserve this? I wonder if the pain of seeing another woman just go about her normal day-to-day -day life ever lessened. I wonder how many times she wished she were dead rather than having to live this lonely, empty, pain-filled life. The, the futility of it, the, the sense of what is the point must have been so overwhelming because this woman has no hope. And then one day, she hears about Jesus. That's what it says in verse 27. She had heard the reports about Jesus. She's heard about the mother-in-law with the fever. She's heard about, yeah, the guy with the, the shriveled hand is fully restored. She's heard about, yeah, the paralyzed dude who used to lie in the street corner. I swear to you, he's up, he's running around, happy as Larry. And maybe for the first time in several years, she... Her heart beats a little faster. There's, there's suddenly a little bit of hope because there's this healer, teacher, preacher man that's walking around the street. And when people touch him, when he touches people, medical impossibilities become miraculous realities. And so understandably, she thinks, I've got to find this man. I have got to find Jesus. So it says in verse 27, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Now this woman's probably very frail at this stage because her condition's getting worse, not better, remember. She's probably severely anemic, um, but she is pushing through the pain as she pushes through that crowd, being driven by her desperation and her determination to touch Jesus. And I imagine she just, she sees him, she's getting so close, and she just slips her hand through just to get hold of him and just touches his garment before he moves on. And so she manages to touch him. She manages to touch his, his robes, his garment, his clothes. And it says, and immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And I think, what a moment that must have been because in one moment, Jesus has done for her what nobody else has been able to do in 12 years. And she can feel it, she knows something's different. It's a miracle. And you kind of think, great, surely that's the end of the story because 
She wanted the healing. She found Jesus. She got the healing. Job's a good one. But then the, the tone shifts a bit. She's probably in the state of euphoria, and then notices that actually people are starting to mutter. Everybody's slowed down. What's going on? And then she sees Jesus, and he's looking around, and he's asking, who touched me? I sometimes would just love to be a fly on the wall between Jesus and his disciples. They're on their way to, Jair- to Jairus' house to see Jairus' daughter. Jesus is in this massive crowd, and he suddenly stopped and gone, who, who touched me? And I can imagine the disciples, and it doesn't say which ones they are, but I'm going to peg this on Peter. Um, <laughs> just standing there being like, are you serious right now? Are you serious? Jesus, we're going somewhere. Don't have time for this. You're in a very big crowd. What do you mean? Who touched you? But obviously he doesn't quite say it like that. He's probably just like, okay. And like, look at his friend like, what's going on? I imagine for the woman, she's gone from this, like I said, state of euphoria, and suddenly her stomach sinks, and she's broken out into a cold sweat because she can't turn around and go back because that would reveal her. But it's all gone quiet, and there's a bit of a stalemate. And maybe Jesus scans the crowd, and then he finds her, and she feels, he's got me. So what does she do? It says she, she comes forward. She say, it says she came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. This woman is scared. This woman is really scared. And you might question why. Why is she so scared? Well, it might be that she feels she's stolen this blessing. If you think about it in the Bible, a lot of people... Call out to Jesus, 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 son of David, have mercy on me. Or there's Jairus who's, who's walked straight up to him and said, my daughter is sick, I need you. Whereas she has just slipped through the crowd, completely anonymous. Understandably, she doesn't, she doesn't want to reveal herself. She doesn't want to reveal her embarrassing female problem. And actually, she shouldn't really be in that crowd anyway. Perhaps she's scared that he's going to rebuke her. He's going to tell her off. Uh, it might be that. She's unclean and she's touched him and he knows that she's made him unclean and he's not going to be able to eat till the evening and he's going to have to wash himself. Maybe Jesus is really mad about that and he's about to expose that. But she falls at his feet and she tells him the whole truth. And as I read this, I thought, actually, how do we know all of the details of this story? It's because she said it. She's come before him and she said, Jesus, Jesus, I'm so sorry, I've been bleeding for 12 years and I've tried everything. I've tried all the doctors and I've spent all my money and I have nothing left. And I was, I'm just, I was just desperate. And I heard, I heard what you've done for other people. And I just, I just thought if I could just get close enough to you, if I could just even touch your garment, then, then I would be healed. And, and I, I, I know I've been healed. I could, feel, I could feel I've been healed. But Jesus, please have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, Jesus. And there's probably quite a lot of grumbling from the crowd now because they've realized that she's an unclean woman and maybe they've realized she's brushed past them on her way to get to Jesus. And they're thinking, ugh, she's made me unclean. What's this woman doing 
running around when she has no business to do that. And also, they might be thinking, ooh, what is Jesus going to say now? What's he going to say to her? Well, what does he say? It says in verse 34, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. It's funny, isn't it? This woman expects to be healed. She has faith for that, but I don't think she expects Jesus' response. There's no rebuke. There's no harsh words. He's not mad at her. He's not disgusted. He hasn't recoiled from her. He's called her daughter. Fun fact. I love a fun fact about the Bible. Um, this is, she is the only woman that Jesus ever calls daughter. And she's not the only daughter in the Bible. But she's the only one that he ever calls daughter. And I love it because it's just such a tender, affectionate, familial term. If you think about it, this woman's probably been cut off from her own natural family. She can't get married. She's not having kids. She can't hold down a job. She's also been cut off from her spiritual family. She can't go to the temple. She can't worship with them. So in this one moment where she's been healed of her physical condition, Jesus has also restored her to her natural family. He's restored her to her spiritual family. And he's declared in the sight of all these people, you are acceptable to me. Your daughter, you're my daughter. He might as well have called her darling or love or something, something like that that denotes a, a warm term of affection. And I bet nobody's spoken that kindly to her in years. I wonder if as she hears that, she, she looks up at him and, and meets his eyes, and maybe she's confused, but she'll only see love in those eyes. And then he says, your faith has made you well. Now, the Greek word for made well here is sozo, S-O-Z-O. There's probably an accent in there. I don't know where it is. Um, but... It means to restore to health, to make whole. And that's exactly what Jesus has done for her. He's, he's physically restored her. He's made her healthy. He's made her whole again. But it has another meaning, um, and it's to save a suffering one from perishing or to save one from impending destruction. And I think this is amazing because that's exactly what Jesus came to earth to do. It says... In John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So this woman has been made well. She's been made whole. She's been saved from perishing. She's been saved from impending destruction. And then he says, Go in peace. And again, the peace being safety and security, but peace also being this definition, the tranquil state of a soul, assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God. He's saying, you're my daughter. You're acceptable to me. I have made you well. Be assured of that. Don't go home and worry that it was a fluke or that it was magic or it was sorcery or anything like that. I have made you whole, and I'm not going to take that back from you. Be assured of that. Live in that assurance. And he says, and also fear nothing. You don't need to fear 
anything from God anymore. She came to him in fear and trembling. He said, you don't need to fear anymore. And finally he says, be healed of your disease. And you think, haven't you kind of already said that? But another translation might be, be freed. He's essentially saying, you've been made healthy and whole. Go and live in the freedom that that now brings you. All those things that you couldn't do before, you can now do. Acceptance, salvation, assurance, freedom. All in one sentence, all in that one response from Jesus. If the band want to come up, that would be great. I've, when I was thinking about the story, I was just really impacted by the whole um, don't come in fear and trembling. And I think the reality is for us as Christians, if you're a Christian here this evening, I don't know how you react, but speaking from personal experience, when I come up against my own internal issues, my sin, my shame, the, the things that I've done that are not pleasing to God, the things that I should have done that I haven't done, the, the, the bad habits, the character flaws, the, all the ways in which I can't make myself better, it's pretty overwhelming. And it's so easy to isolate myself from God. It's so easy to listen to the voice of the enemy shouting, unclean, unclean, who are you to go to God now? Why do you think he wants to hear from you? The reality is, this evening, you have heard the reports as well. Yes, this happened many years ago, but this is the same God. And so if you're a Christian here this evening, I just want to encourage you, if you've come feeling ashamed, trapped, guilty, hopeless, you can come before God. I, I encourage you to come Tell him the whole story. Tell him the whole truth. Tell him how you've been feeling. Tell him what's been happening. Tell him about the other doctors that you've been to visit. Reaffirm your belief that he is the only one who saves. He's the only one that can make you whole. And do you know what he will do? He will look you in the eye. He will say, son, daughter, your faith has already made you well. Remember? Remember when you first put your faith in me? That was it. That was a done deal. That was your assurance. You can go in peace and be assured of your salvation because nobody can take that from you. So don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Go in peace and go and live in the freedom that Jesus died on the cross to give you, that being in right relationship with God gives you. If you don't know Jesus this evening, or maybe like my personal story, I, I, I believed in a God and I believed that he was big and powerful, but I didn't really know him on a personal level. I never heard, heard him call me daughter. This can be your story this evening. You can reach out to God and he will welcome you into his family. You can go away with the same um, acceptance, the same assurance, the same freedom. It says in the Bible that um, when we believe in him, everyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. 
If you reach out to him this evening, he will not put you to shame. He will not regret it. He's not out to embarrass you. He wants to call you home. And I think the amazing thing, and again from my own experience, what's more is you can walk away with all of those things, but you can walk away saying, I have met with Jesus. I have met with the living God. And I'll just leave you with this quote from one of the commentators I read, and it says, Permitted to walk away without confession, the woman would have said exultantly, I found a cure. Now the woman cried, I found a friend. And that could be you this evening.